Wishing I never found you. You got this thing about you, can't escape. When I run out of choices, I can't fight. Yeah, I've tried other sources. Don't know why all the courses led to you. Is it true when they say you know when it's right? Maybe this is a sign, cause I'm always so unsure. Can't make up my mind Caught in between Baby, it's me I'm thinking Season podcast. We are back again. This is episode 153. It's a concerted effort. <laughs> 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 no, OT is in the building. What's good? Y'all know Smooth was in the building. What's cracking? Detroit AC, man. Another episode of the Crew Season Podcast, man. How you fellas doing, man? It's a glorious night. Amazing, man. It's ready to part. Goddamn me. Last part, man. We got a lot of uh, critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. For the last part, man. Critical acclaim. We've been we've been on top of we've that. Been on top of that. Another night out shooting jumpers Being the best For y'all it is (laughs) (laughs) And I seen y'all talking shit about Kenny Kenny ain't got no goddamn Once a month contract (laughs) Get off my nigga back Get off my nigga back My boy be back so man Everybody asking (laughs) I did see that comment My nigga was on about three months straight Mm -hmm. No one said nothing Yeah, Yeah But 
Okay, man. We gonna we gonna keep this keep this momentum going. Got an interesting docket today. Um, they lying people. about now. You know they always lying about something. Um, first things first, man. It was a uh, somebody that was talking about marriage and what it does to you. Now, being that we all are married on this panel, this should be an interesting conversation. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and play this clip. See what y'all got to say about it. Marriage literally is the one relationship that will bring out the darkest side of you. Side that you didn't even know existed. (laughs) Your spouse will bring that out more than anybody, your parents, your friends. You guys will see parts of you that you didn't know existed. (laughs) Marriage is from a spiritual construct. It is to help build your character. And marriage will help with your character like no other relationship. If you can get through that, you're going to see a side of you that will blow your mind. Say marriage brings out things in you. Sometimes you don't even know what's there. Might be good things, might be bad things, but you'll see a different side of yourself throughout the process of getting married and being married. What's your thoughts on that, man? And if so, what did Maris teach you about yourself? Oh, shit. What you learned about yourself, Smooth, the growth? Mm. What what has it taught you in your, what was it, 11 years? Yeah, man, that I'm resilient. I can come up with it at any time. That's what it taught me. You understand me? Like, I perform with my back against the wall really well. You get what I'm saying? So... Damn, 11 years in this shit, mm. you see goddamn everything about you. The good, bad, you understand me? You see, man, what, what they don't talk about, you see death around you a lot through both of y'all families, both of y'all handling, handling that, maneuvering that, you understand me? A lot of y'all been married 20 years and 15 years and all that. Y'all done seen kids die before y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's tragedy. How do you navigate through that? How do you... Coexisting that You get what I'm saying Like it's a lot of shit That That come about man Shit People face foreclosure Goddamn me uh, People lose their jobs People move Up and move They just get tired Of where they at And want a new place You get what I'm saying Like we done done all that Everything I just mentioned Didn't happen to me In my marriage And we still standing So yeah mm. You understand me Like you touch the darkest corners Of everything because you walking it alone More than likely For real for real When you married bro You probably the only couple In your immediate family That's married for real You get what I'm saying Especially when you walking This path of Being upper middle class And all that type of shit there, bro. There ain't too many people In our bloodline That we can go to And ask for information On how to maneuver this shit Yeah it may be people That's married But they've been married And Let's just face it In lower tiers of life they know how to maneuver their life. You get what I'm saying? But to to, to be in my position, bro, it, I'm alone up here. My wife is alone up here. There's no counsel for us. Everything we do, we face it together. We face it alone. You know what I'm saying? And that's treacherous, right? Because you're you bringing up kids in that and you fighting the unknown every day. And then on top of that, like, your kids see it from a different lens, and they got cousins and all that stuff, bro. It's it's a whole dynamic that that people don't know nothing about, bro. Mm. 
nothing. They, they get to talk on this marriage shit, and a lot of them not even married. A lot of them motherfuckers been divorced three, four times. All, you're unproven in this. You get what I'm saying? So what she said was exactly right. You, you see the, the darkest corners of y'all self to where that shit almost break y'all. And some people, well, I ain't going to say some, a lot of people fold to that. And then you also see the, the best you ever going to be, the peak of your powers in your marriage. If you're doing it right, you should, you should see the peak of your powers in your marriage, bro. Y'all make it goddamn seven years or something like that. Seven, I would say seven years plus in your marriage, you should see the peak of your power. Now, some people get lucky and, you know what I'm saying, hit it again, you know what I'm saying, 15 years down the line. Mm -hmm. But seven years deep, most people, all you are what you are. That's just what the right then and there, that's whatever their life is, you are what you are. So at that moment, you see the peak of your power, whatever that is. Whatever you got your hands on, whatever you can do. And some of y'all may live minus lives, but you can go out and get that that boat if you want. Mm -hmm. You can go out and go get that nice-ass luxury car off the lot cash. That's what I mean by the peak of your power. Like, you can go take these luxury trips and all these things, bro. Like, like you, you goddamn, at, at that time, y'all you, you, great with time and y'all great with family life. You understand me? Your wife is in a great position. You're in a great position. That's all do with mental, too. So... In my opinion, she is right. Mm. Oh, you're about to dive into this thing as soon as this weekend. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What has it taught you about yourself going Welcome through the, the process, man? Man, um, it's just that whole getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And that's one thing that, for me, has always been kind of, kind of my comfort zone. I don't know why. Just that uncomfortability. But knowing that you have to keep your head on straight, you have to make sure that you really don't let any outside things really distract you, get you off your game. I mean, it's, it's real similar to a lot of the playing sports and then working out and things like that. It's just about the consistency. That's what I've, one, noticed, and then just, you know, picking up on game just from everybody around me. It's just that staying consistent, working hard every day. When you get knocked down, get back up. You know, you got to find a solution to it, like – Baby, I ain't gonna lie. She been impressed. How I just been making shit happen. Mm. You know, that's why I told her, like just, just sometimes don't don't worry so much, don't stress so much, because it's, it's it's both of us here. You're not doing this by yourself. And yeah, I may be kind of, cause I'm I'm real calm. I try to be even keel. I try not to act stressed out. Um, although I may be stressed, you know, but I'm not letting her see that. So you know, she'll be like, you know, you just so calm all the time, and you don't seem like you get rattled too easy, but. You know, like, are you okay? And, you know, is this going on? I'm like, baby, we good. Mm. You know, when it's, and it's, if it's that time for me to tell you, then I'll open up. Because I think we at that point now where I can just do that. This is, this is what's going on with me, baby. I just need a little time to myself. Or can we, you know, can I just go outside for a minute, whatever. Like, we, we at that level um, where communication just flows. And um, it's, I mean, just the unselfish, unselfishness about the relationship you got to compromise a lot. Um, you're not going to always have it your way. Um, and you just got to trust your partner. And at the end of the day, like, if y'all don't have trust, that's, it's done for. Man. And I think that's one thing about our relationship is what cemented us a lot was the trust. The fact that we were long distance for a minute. So we had to communicate. We had to check in. We had to, you know, trust each other that you are where you say you are. And I think a lot of that just translated once she moved out here. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing. 
You know what I'm saying? It was just now picking up the pieces and actually putting it into play now that right. you're actually here. And so, yeah, that's what I'm learning, man. It's a process. Um, it's going to like, they, like they always say, you're going to always hit this. It's going to be some days where you may not be in the mood to talk to them. They be getting on your nerves, but you love them to death. So you're going to kiss them. You're going to hug them before you go to sleep. You know, whatever it is, like you're going to want to spend that time with them all the time. But, you know, that's, that's your woman. That's your husband. And you don't want to, you know, spend the rest of your life with them. So the stuff, the small stuff that's getting on your nerves, you're going to get over that in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be that big of a deal as long as it's not, you know, nothing egregious. Right. But, yeah, man, just that day-to-day, just that grind, just that work, and just taking baby steps. Y'all not going to accomplish everything overnight. Everything ain't going to happen in two months. Like, you got to just take it one day at a time. Just keep knocking down those walls, keep trusting each other, and keep building each other up. Because the more y'all support each other, the more y'all both will be able to elevate. And that's what we need in our relationships. We got to both be elevating each other and just continue and showering that praise, continue reminding them how much you care about them, how much they mean to you. It's the, it's the small things, and that, that, that shit go a long way. Here's a, here's a question. You said, uh, you said something about, you know, even she been impressed with how I just been able to make something out of nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like she coming to that realization that I got a man that's going to be able to take care of business. Mm-hmm. What does that do to her in your eyes? Like what changes have you seen in her based on that information in your eyes? It's just, you know, she's able to let her hair down, like really let her hair down and, and guard down a little bit more. She don't have to worry as much because she going from, you know, being by herself for five years or so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, taking care of uh, A-Money. And so you got that to now transitioning with somebody else and kind of changing up structure a little bit because what I did appreciate is the fact that she did have structure. Like she was making sure he was... You know, you get home, you need to be reading, make sure your room is clean, like just all the essentials and just like that, making sure that he's responsible as well. Right. And so um, just seeing just seeing our growth process, bro, it's just been, it's crazy, man. It's just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like when you're in the process, just like when you, you know, playing sports and you can't make free throws, but then all of a sudden you can hit two, three in a row. Now you're hitting five in a row and you hit six in a row. Mm-hmm. It's just that gradual step, you know, throughout the process. Um, it, it was it was dope. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you know the dope part about marriage is that it is that it forces you to grow up. Um, you know, if you think you're gonna be able to just come into this situation and move how you was moving when you were single, you got a rude awakening. Marriage ain't gonna last. So I think for me specifically, it taught me a couple of things. One being, I can't lead my marriage the way I lead everything else in life. I always been the type of person, even when I was playing ball, I, I just lead by example. Mm-hmm. I'm not a raw, raw guy. I'm not an overly communicative guy. You know what I'm saying? I just go out there, be great, and then the people who look up to me or the people who follow me get some inspiration off that, and then they in turn be great. That's always been my leadership style, but that don't work in a relationship, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because when you're with a woman, communication is everything. You may know what you're doing is a thousand percent right, but if she don't feel comfortable with it, sometimes she'll get in the way of it trying to inquire and trying to get familiar. So sometimes you may have to let her in on what's going on in your head and you're not used to that because you're thinking, well, man, I have done this. You know, I've been in this situation. I know how to navigate about it. Just chill, just relax. But now you got to be inclusive. So, you know, it then taught me, one, that I can't lead the same way that I used to do, which is by example within a relationship. Uh, It also taught me how to communicate. Three, it taught me patience. If nothing else, man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) having a woman... (laughs) Yes, sir. And raising a kid 
It's going to teach you patience. Yes, sir. Whether you like it or not. Baby. And I was the type of person, I had zero patience about nothing. I want things done. I want it done right now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to do that. But when you have a kid and you, you know, you're in charge of training them and making sure they grow and giving them what they need, because all kids are different. Some kids gonna gonna get it immediately. Some of them you may have to take your time a little bit, walk away, take a deep breath, come back. Okay, let's try it this way. Let's try it that way. And in the process of doing that, you learn patience, which makes you a better communicator, which makes you a better husband, which makes you a better man. So, you know, that's what marriage does. It, marriage forces you to grow up. There, there, there There's going to be situations that you're going to run into and the path of least resistance, you're not going to be able to take no more. You got to sit there in that fire mm-hmm. and work through it. That face that shit head on. Yep. Even if you wrong, <laughs> dead wrong, you got to sit there and take it. You got to sit there and communicate through it. It ain't a situation where it's like, all right, man, this shit is uncomfortable. I'm out, man. Nah, we got to work through it. We got to sit in there and we got to get back on the same page by any means necessary. So mm-hmm. I think that's what um, marriage does is it pulls that safety net out from under you and like forces you to grow up, which in turn turns you into a better man. Like Charlemagne said something like this the other day. He was like, you know, when I turn my life around and I start really pouring into my marriage, start really pouring into my wife and taking care of her and being intentional and things of that nature, everything outside of my household started thriving. Mm-hmm. I started making more money. I started getting more business acquisitions. I started doing, and the reason for that is because you are you are you at peace mentally. Because when you're trying to separate it, now you got your wife questioning things. You trying to make things work on this end. Her questioning things is distracting you from getting to where you're trying to go. But all that could be fixed with simple communication. So that that's what he's saying. Staying on the same page with your old lady, pouring into your old lady, in return she gonna reciprocate energy that you're gonna be able to thrive. And your family's gonna be the thrive with. So that's what it taught me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, marriage is gonna show your flaws. Yeah. In every aspect of life. You can't hide them. So yeah, it it it, it will behoove you. <laughs> and it can be frustrating <laughs> too. It, up for it can be super frustrating, especially when you're in the moment. And like I said before, man, it's just just like, no, nah, like, ain't no, like, you know, like she said, you, like the ugly stuff, she bringing out stuff and you like, deep down, you know, it probably was wrong right. or it just wasn't right. But then somebody finally bringing it to the light and exposing it. And sometimes it's just in a certain moment and you like, man, you know, I ain't trying to hear all that. You know, what you? Mm-hmm. But, you know, after sitting back and really thinking about it, you understand like, bro, yeah, you was, you was tripping. You was wild a little bit. You was in your feelings. That talk about, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. Put the ego to the side. And you know, let's let's move on with it because they just want to be heard, and women just want to be understood. That's it. At the end of the day, and you just got to communicate. She got to know that you understand what she's communicating. Because mm-hmm. if you, you know, because <laughs> if you're not, then it's going to be just a bumpy road the whole time. So, yeah, like you were just saying, y'all just got to be on the same page. Find a way to be on the same page. Ask more questions. Ask different questions. Sometimes you might have to write it down. I mean, whatever you got to do. Whatever works for your relationship, that's what you got to do to try to make things work. Because we can give you game, but, you know, that may not work in a relationship. Just like some people were saying, well, I can't I can't hold hands if I'm upset. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. We'll find a different avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's other ways to communicate and still express your feelings um, without getting so upset or without turning it up to the next level. Because if we having a conversation and we're just trying to get through this, I'm not trying to turn the heat up hotter. I'm trying to cool this shit down so we can move on. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get back to loving on you. Bro, if you always got to go on 10, bro, that ain't the person you for you. You feel me? 
You don't love them like they were don't touch me. Don't touch me. No. I love you, nigga. You gotta go to 10 every time or just about every time. You don't love that person for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't love that person. They're a placeholder. They need some work. You understand me? You you got down what what you settled for that. That's how you feel. In your mind, that's how you feel. Mm. You feel like you settled for that. When they could be the best person for you, you just don't know how to control yourself. Your mental ain't together. Mm. And you don't deserve to be married. <laughs> it's a cold game, bro. It's a cold game out here when you when you want to be married and you really want to be married. It's rules around this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a question, Smooth. I, I want you to touch on this one. How does it feel? Because the, the thing about marriage is that the success of it, you have a direct hand in. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel for the for the marriage to be successful and you to be the cause of it as a, as a man? Like, what does that do, what does that do to a man's confidence, a man's ego, a man's self esteem? Bro, that do that do a lot, bro. That do a lot because you know you, it it was your will over this whole thing, right? Over this whole thing, even though, like I was talking with little Matt outside, and y'all done heard this from me. I was talking with uh Donovan too. Mm-hmm. We was talking about like the six, like what? How do I view a successful marriage and mm-hmm. all these things, right? So uh, and it's in line with your question. So uh, I was like, look, man. Like this marriage shit, yeah, it is hard. It takes time, it takes work. You understand me? Like it takes sacrifice, mo- mo- majority of the time, from the man's position. Facts. You understand me? It takes sacrifice, and, and women be like, "Well, damn, I'm, I'm number two. You shouldn't think about it like that, because you got to what, what women, what y'all got to realize is, a man is not gonna be in a marriage and building in his image. He not. He gonna build it in your image, whether you a housewife, whether he beating you on your ass, whether he talking to you, you crazy. You understand me? Whether you a great woman, whether you you work harder than him, you understand all that. Whatever that is, bro, it's gonna be built in your image. You understand me? So whatever you want to stay at, you could tell a man, "Hey man, I want to stay in this neighborhood right here. All them houses. Let's say they half a million dollars." He can't touch that yet. He gonna work as hard as he possibly can to put your ass in that neighborhood. Facts. And it, he don't care if it kill him to get over there. If you gotta take the life insurance policy for you to put yourself and our kids over there, so we can have, so my legacy can enjoy the work that I put in. Because that's what married men think about. We think about our legacy in this shit. Our immortality. We know we're not gonna be here forever. To get, uh, no, we not. Uh, we know we're not gonna be here forever. So how can I make this plush for the rest of my wife's life and majority of my kids' life? And they grab the baton mm. on what I didn't build. And for you to have a direct hand over that and it go it go in your favor, bro. Bro, I. I I don't know. I don't even know what the matching feeling would be. What, what it would be like your kid being born or the day you got married. What what would match that feeling? I, I wouldn't even say that match your feelings because the the, the kid being born, you know, that's a nine month process. Right. The marriage is, you know, what I'm saying, like whenever you say, you know, what I'm saying you want to marry, and she say, yeah, whatever that process is, that right. But the overall success of your marriage, your family bloodline, because your marriage is your family bloodline, your legacy and this shit. Bro, that's 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 decades of work that you put in and you had a direct hold on where you was going to steer the ship mm. and you steered it to the right direction. 
It's a beautiful thing. And your wife was following your lead. Right. Right. And preaching your message through the kids. And I, bro, I can't explain to you the feeling of that, bro. I, to be honest with you, I, I, would, I don't even know what that is. Because I would have to ask someone that's been married 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. And the man then died or he or he like he done raising his kids like completely hands off type of shit and him and his wife still together you would have to act you would have to get that type of game from that type of person because he didn't seen it all the way through mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying us we still writing our story even though we've been married for a long time but right now it's successful I can say it's successful but who know what the year hold who know what couple months hold right. you get what I'm saying so for me right now, yes, it is, bro, having your hand on it and you actually molding that thing. Pause. No pause. <laughs> molding no, that thing. Hey, no pause. Because you get the, you get like, like when you and your, when you and your wife get married, you going to, Otis, you going to feel this. It's going to be fresh for you. As soon as you, you and your wife get married, you come down off of that, mm-hmm. uh, off of that uh, honeymoon, whatever y'all doing, right? And y'all start really like, Putting this shit together for real, bro. You gonna see it start from nothing. Like you, like you going in a fucking forest with nothing on, and you learn how to start a fire. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Now you know that fire keep them keep them animals away at night. Mm-hmm. Bam! I right, let me let me get some shelter, so we we don't need this fire out here no more. You understand me? We can all we can all be covered. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta worry no more. And then now. All right, let me build something up. All right, baby, look, we're gonna be, we're gonna build this business over here, and we're gonna make people come. To, bro, to build it like that, bro, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it, bro. I agree, I agree, man. Oh, speak to I, I was I was reading something the other day. God damn, I gotta start remembering the name of these authors. But he said something to the liking of a man would rather die, a grown man. This I'm speaking about would rather die than have his family not respect him. So in line with what I'm asking, smooth. Mm. How real is that in terms of speaking to a man's will to put my wife in that house, to make sure my kids is going to good school, to make sure that my family is running the way it's supposed to be running? Speak to a man's will to make that happen. That's everything. Just think about you saying that I can't imagine being in a relationship and she don't respect me, the kids don't respect me. Right. Like, that household would be a mess Mm -hmm. because you have no say. (laughs) <laughs> Which you you, you don't carry no weight. You 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 keeping the lights on. That's that's about it. You have no say so in what's going on, what's being purchased, the moves being made. You can't even whoop the kids. They're gonna talk back to your ass. <laughs> like, the kids get old enough, they start raising their hand and you, you, you <laughs> What? I can't bro, I can't imagine. But just that will to just that respect and just just that that grind, that grit and just showing that, you know, I'm made for this. Right. And that the family, I got you. Like, you don't have to worry about the lights being cut off. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because I'm going to do my damnedest to to make sure all this shit is, is covered. You know, I'm working longer hours if I have to. I'm sorry, you know, if we're not spending as much time together. But if I lose sleep, I guess what? Y'all got the shoes y'all wanted. You know, y'all got the clothes that y'all wanted. Y'all got the birthdays that y'all wanted. At the same time, you taking care of your wife and doing all the things that she needs to. So... Yeah, man, we that that willpower is different, and women too. Y'all don't understand that because we love y'all so much. Like that's that fuel. The, what what smooth talking about? We we gonna find a way to get you to the house. We gonna find a way to get you the car that you want. All that thing, all that stuff. We just want to feel appreciated on the back end. 
That's it. That's all we ask for. You know, just every now and then, a thank you. Baby, I see you working hard. And rub on my back here and there. Because I'm, I'm going to make sure that whatever's in my power that I can do, I'm going to make sure that it happens. All right. If I'm in control of it and I can make it move how I want to, this is how I want You said you want this, babe. You want this new car? All right, boom. Just give me six months or whatever it is. Like, we're going we gonna to have it. Oh, you want this type of house like smooth saying this neighborhood? All right, give us a little time. I got you. We're going to be right there. Bro, you know what's crazy, bro? A good man, ladies, that's how you know you got a good man, dog. A good man, even if he is unhappy with you and he know he wants to leave this shit, he will stay there and still try to build it with you out of commitment. Mm-hmm. Out of commitment and legacy. That's how you know you got a good man. Now, in that, you need to figure out how to fix this shit. You need to figure out, like, what, what's really on his mind, what's bothering him, what's throwing his focus off. Because in that, also, you are slowing him down. Mm. A lot of y'all don't understand that. Like, you really, like, slowing him down mentally and what he's really able to do. You get what I'm saying? So, a great man, I see it all the time. A great man will stand there even if he is unhappy to deliver on his words that he told you on the altar. You know what it stands from too is that men have a yearning to just fix things generally. So you could imagine what the intention would be with the woman we love more than anything in this world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would I would equate it to like back in the day when we was playing football, right? And we done went through two days together, sometimes three days together. You know, you get all the way to like, you know, the playoffs or something like that and you know, y'all y'all been doing y'all thing all season. You've been riding with your brothers, rocking out. There's there'd be some fights happening on the field, mm-hmm. seven on seven, all type of stuff. So y'all done bonded crazy. And y'all get to this playoff game or something and you twist the ankle. Mm-hmm. Or you hurt your arm or something mm-hmm. like that. What what goes through your head at, at that time is not necessarily the pain. Mm-hmm. It's I don't wanna let my guys down. Yep. Period. They need me. Mm-hmm. I got to find a way to get back on this field. Yep. Tie this shoulder up, wrap this ankle up. If I got one leg, we can, I'm going to be able to play. They're going back to, to take my shoulder pads for, from me. For real. It's real. For me not to play. For real. So think about that times 10. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset of a man wanting his family's respect and want to do everything in his power to make sure that his family is living the life that they should be. That's the mindset going into it. We willing to die on the shield. To make it happen. And if he's not willing to die on the shield, you pick the wrong man. Mm-hmm. That man don't love you like that. Facts. I just had a lady the other day. She stopped by my office. And she was just telling me congratulations and stuff. And she just looked at me. And she was like, I know you hear a whole bunch of horrible things about relationships. And I was like, I do. She said, but the good side says 10 times better than what you heard. Mm. I said, ooh, that's, that's a bar right there. Mm. That is a fact. That's all I've seen. Anytime that it's done right, it's beautiful. But you you always see, like, early on, like, they shouldn't be together. Like, they forcing it or they just doing it because they got a couple kids. And so right. they just don't want to look bad in the situation. But sometimes you got to dead those things early on. And you know what's crazy? Them people that be saying that, it be people that you love, bro. Mm. It be people that you love, bro. Project don't it, mm-hmm. that don't trust your decision. You can been made every right decision in your life, bro. But when we talking marrying somebody, bro, they try to pick the, the other side. Try to pick apart your partner, man. Mm-hmm. It always happens, bro. It always happens, bro. 
You understand me? Now you got a few that they've been around the family, but what's the odds? You know what I'm saying? Most most men don't be around their girl family when they just boyfriend and girlfriend like right. that. You understand me? Like y'all building, y'all making that, y'all bond. And then on top of that, you may, as for his girl, you may go to a cookout or something. You understand me? You may go to like a party at his mom's crib or something like that, but you're not actually over there. You understand me? So for the rare ones that's actually over there and the family get to get the bead on them, get to have them talks with them and all that type of shit, they may be the ones that avoid that. But outside of that, majority of the time it's that, bro. Them t- the family be like, uh-uh, y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all can been in the date three years. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Right. <laughs> like, he just popped up out of thin hair. Right. He's standing there three years, dog. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. So that, that's why you got to keep people out of your relationship, man. The dope part about marriage, the dope part about relationships is that you get to build it from the ground, your own blueprint, mm-hmm. not nobody else's blueprint. I think that's why a lot of people go wrong. They be measuring their relationship to what they done seen. But, again, you seen it sparingly. You wasn't there day for day. So stop trying to emulate somebody else's situation. Even you know, with your mama man. and daddy. Even mm-hmm. that. Even that. Because it's a lot that happened in that marriage between your mom and daddy that you have no idea about. Mm-hmm. I promise you. So, nah, sit down with your partner. Just like Smooth was speaking about earlier, man. Like, it's it's it's, it's just something fly about that. Where we sit down at the couch, we'll sit down at the table and say, look, baby, we're going to run our shit like this. Mm-hmm. This going to be our traditions. Yep. This is what our holidays is going to look like. We're going to open presents a day before Christmas. We're going to do, you know what I'm saying? Just whatever, like however you spend it. You see what I'm saying? I think that's what brings you and your wife closer together when y'all stop trying to live for everybody else and y'all start living for each other. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, nah, we ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Motherfuckers coming with outside words mean nothing to me. You're not in my relationship. You don't know what the hell I'm going on. Mind your business. Family or not. And again, can a lot of them be, be having good, you know, intentions or whatever, but... If you start listening to too many people, the fastest way to crash your relationship is letting outside noise in. It's the mm-hmm. fastest way. Good, good or bad advice. Yep. Because even the good advice you gotta take with a with a grain of salt because exactly. you gotta think about it from perspective. Mm-hmm. And your partner can take it as bad uh bad information. Bingo. So mm-hmm. you gotta make sure that both of y'all are comfortable with, with with each other, man. So I think that's that's a pivotal. Um Yeah, man, dope conversation. We're gonna keep this thing pushing, man. It was another clip, uh Dude was talking about having a daughter uh, taught him how to uh, be a better man as a woman. When I heard it, it clicked immediately. I said, yep, I know what he's talking about. I'm going to play it, man. We're going to react to it. Taught me how to deal with women in terms of like when I, when my daughter is angry or upset or throws things or says something bad, I'm not going to go and fight with her. I'm only going to come and pick her up, hug her, kiss her. She's going to melt down. I applied the same technique, same rule with my wife. I was surprised that they're both the same. It's true. This character of a man becoming a father at certain times, not all the time, when a woman is emotional, will change a lot in the woman. She will forget all her problems. This is a solution for her problems, I believe. Because you know, as a woman, you know how to solve your problems. You just someone to, you want someone to listen, but you don't know how to express that by saying, I just need a hug at that time. Mm-hmm. You won't say it, but a man has to understand that this is what she wants. When she's doing this, okay, it's time to give her a hug and a kiss. Tell her baby everything is fine. You're perfect, you're, you're strong, I believe in you. Done. Problem solved. Man. You've been reading my book. 
to get out of my bed. <laughs> I mean, verbatim. Go ahead, these dicks. Verbatim. No, I just, um, I agree. I mean, I don't have a daughter. Um, but going back to just that reassurance, um, that's definitely one thing I'm seeing with, with baby and just wedding stuff and then job stressing out. Like, I be, you know, having to pull away sometime and just say, come here, give me a hug. You know, I give her a kiss. So everything is good. You know, take a deep breath. Because, like, the job right here really been stressing her out. So I'm like, look, you, it's getting to the point where you may need to take a day or two off. Right. You know what I'm Just to recoup and kind of reset. But, yeah, just that reassurance. That's that's what they want, man. And although you may not know everything what's going on, you may not um, be able to understand what she's going through. She may not be able to understand all her feelings. All she know is she's not feeling right. But she just wants you to be there just to kind of comfort her. And just let her know that you're there for her. Like I said, that reassurance. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the dope part about having a daughter, man, is that it, it forces you, like I said earlier, to have patience. And you kind of slow down. I think when you be with your old lady for a while, you start feeling like she's like you in terms of how she processes things. Like men and women are equal, but we different. Right? It's a lot of different ways to get to 10. Seven plus three, six plus four, two plus eight. It's a lot of different ways to get to 10. We have different makeups. <clears throat> but we be expecting our woman to handle things like we would or to process things like we would. Or, Damn, why don't you think about it like this? But women think how they think and they process things how they process things. I think the fastest way to get on the same page with your woman is accepting that and figuring out how she processed things and then figuring out how we can aid her in the process of her processing things her way. And that's what he's saying. Instead of, like, when y'all have issues, you just go right in to just attack her. Right. You wrong for this. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? E- e- even with the advice that, that we be giving her. You know, it's a lot of times it, we kind of give it in a condescending way. Like, well, why don't you just do this? Like, you, you tripping over that? But in her mind, it's important. You see what I'm saying? Because she processes yeah. things differently than we do. So it's just having that patience coming in, man, and, and, and just sitting her down and approaching her the same way that you would your daughter or your kid, period. Mm-hmm. Because when your kid make a mistake, don't get me wrong, you might get mad, but you're not going to come in there with just pure vitriol trying to, trying to like God tear damn, it down. Bro, t- or let me rephrase, <laughs> you shouldn't because it's a lot of toxic households out there. You know they got that. You know yeah. A lot you of y'all should. watch this show do that to y'all kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your kid don't know nothing but getting cussed out. You know what I mean? Don't but, be your dad. <laughs> all they right. know is trauma, so they get used to it and they they, they accept love like that. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, approaching your old lady. Similar to how you approach your child. And that's not saying treat her like a kid. That's saying approach her with the same patience and the same understanding and the same, look, baby, I hear you. Don't worry about it. We're going to figure it out. That's just that. And sometimes she don't need you to solve everything. Going back to what we said earlier, like, man, our instinct is to fix it. Anything go wrong, that's the first thing in our mind. We don't even process how wrong it is. It's just how can I plug this hole in this boat? How can I stop this bleeding? That's the first thing we think about. So when they come to us with issues, that's what we do. Like, mm-hmm. she'll still be talking, laying the issue out. And I might already, already like, yeah, already okay, calculated. we need to do this, we do that, we can fix it this way, we can fix it that way. In the process, we tune her out. We're not, you know, making her feel heard. We're not creating a space for her to feel comfortable expressing herself without us just diving in there and trying to save the day. Not realizing that we, you know, kind of voiding what she's saying or, or not paying it the respect that, you know, she came to us expecting. So, yeah, having that understanding, having that patience, man, it's, it's real parallel to raising kids. And when you've been in a long, successful relationship like you're talking about, 
those are the little tidbits that you start picking up. You start accepting the fact that, hey, we different. We equal, but we different. And I got to approach you that way. So that's how I see it. What's you think, I ain't got nothing to add to that. No, I ain't got nothing to add to that, babe. Y'all did a hell of a job. Well, I appreciate you, my boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, um, yeah, we gonna smooth touched on trauma, um, which is ironic leads us to the next clip. They were saying about how, you know, sometimes the armor that we use when we going through that trauma can cripple us later on in life. Mm-hmm. I'm play the clip, man. See if it's some validity to what was being said. All grew up and experienced at very de- varying degrees trauma, disappointment, how hard stuff we armored up. And at some point, that armor no longer serves us. The weight of the armor is too heavy and it's not protecting you. It's keeping you from being seen and known by others. This is the developmental milestone of midlife. This is when the universe comes down, puts her hands on your shoulders and pulls you close and whispers in your ear, I'm not fucking around. You're halfway to dead. Hmm. The armor is keeping you from growing into the gifts I've given you. That is not without penalty. Time is up. So this is what you see happen to people in midlife. And it's not a crisis. It's a slow, brutal unraveling. Hmm. This is where everything that we thought protected us keeps us from being the partners, the parents, the professionals, the people that we want to be. We all grew up. So basically saying, you know, a lot of us grow up in traumatic situations and a lot Mm -hmm. of times we develop habits that help us get through said situations. Mm -hmm. Now the situations be different. You might've grew up in the hood. You might've grew up, you know, in a poverty situation or or, or abusive situation situation within the household and you develop certain callus, you develop certain armor that's necessary for you to survive that. But once you escape it, what she's saying is that same armor that you develop can keep you from reaching your full potential once you're in an actual healthy environment. Do y'all think it's a validity to that? Yes. Hell yes. You understand me? Every level of life, bro, you have to change your way of thinking. Man, I just was talking to Donovan a little mad about that. Like, like for, for me, Come from the hood Where I live at now or Not even now But my first neighborhood Everything that I learned Living in the hood Didn't serve me there Well let me not say everything Just about everything You understand me What I learned in the hood Is people skills People skills get you a long way It'll keep you living You understand me So people skills is, is, is very vital in this world It'll put you in places That you thought you would never be you, Hell you may not even qualify to be there But you got people skills Anything can be taught Bam. Now, the things that that goddamn that help that hold you down when you coming from the hood, you thinking everybody out to get you. You thinking nobody with you. Goddamn, you got you you like shit, you grow a little selfish. You get what I'm saying? Because ain't no ain't nobody really trying to help you for real. Like everybody pump faking. You get what I'm saying? And it's hard when you're doing it by yourself and then once you start having a little big success, the people that you love and respect that's not doing what you're doing, they start leeching on to you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Which which keeps you back out of the love for them. You want them to do the same thing that you're doing. But we, what we not realize is what we not realizing is in that in that frame of mind, your 
your goals and your aspirations aren't the same as your friends or someone in that position's goals and aspirations. They don't see it like you. You get what I'm saying? So, bam, now you didn't graduate to a, middle, a low middle class. Now, what they don't tell you about low middle class when you come in from the hood, you pay for everything here. Hey, it ain't no, it ain't no food stamps. It ain't no, it ain't no uh, uh, Section Eight. It ain't no, you know, it, it ain't none of that. You understand me? When you go into the doctor, you pay everything you that you pay. You get what I'm saying? And when you first touch middle class, it's like you, realistically, it's like you close to the hood. You understand me? Because bro, the, it, you living on your knees. You you literally like, damn, how can I pay all this shit? Put money up. And live a great life. You understand me? Bam. Now let's say you get a promotion at work. It's the stages of life that I went through. You get a promotion at work or your wife get a promotion at work. Bam. Now, now y'all up for real. You move again because now you know where you at. You didn't have the, the, the taste of middle class, but you know it's tears now. It's tears to this shit. You get what I'm saying? You in the low middle class. Now, now you make enough to move in the upper middle class. You move there. Now you realize it's been people there 20, 30 years. Or generations of, of, of families here that know how to thrive here. You just got here. And everything you didn't learn does not serve your purpose here. Mm. So she's right. That that armor that you didn't picked up, every new level you touch in life, you have to strip that off of you. Because with keeping that on you, it, it's not it's gonna serve to your detriment. Because it's new skills, it's new ways to hustle, it's new crafts, it's 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 new finesses that you have to learn to, and that's learn to compete here. You get what I'm saying? Not only thrive, but learn to compete. And if you stay in your your old mindset of doing things, that's not that's gonna be a detriment to you. And everybody's gonna have a leg up on you. So everybody that's coming out this shit, and if you coming from where I'm coming from, the hood and all this type of shit, bro. Please, when you start goddamn progressing in life, you understand me? Strip all that shit from you. Learn how to get some vernacular. Goddamn me, pick your pants up. Learn how to look somebody in the eye. Have a firm handshake. Stand on your word. You get what I'm saying? Even if you have to take a loss, you got to realize there's some losses you have to take to progress. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you have to learn how to do that. And it's going to be hard when you first start doing it. It's going to be hard because you're going to be like, shit, I can win. But if you win, it hurts everything around you. Is that really is that really successful for what you want to go? Or you can take the loss and everything else around you thrive, which in turn you thrive because they know what you did for them. Right. So it's just little nuances of that that you pick up. So everything she said, man, I, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I agree. Oh, smooth cooked on that one. You said the trunk, though. Callous you build, the armor that you build, dealing with trauma early in life sometimes can cripple you the further you progress. You feel like it's some validity to that. Mm. Yeah, overall, overall, yes. Um I don't know, for me, I, I that was uh, I could say I I definitely can see it. Um but for me, I feel like a lot of my traumas kind of helped me thrive. Like, because it, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone. It forced me to, to do things that I wasn't prepared for. But I just, but I had to do it. It had to get done. So, 
Um, but I would, de- I definitely agree though, because like I said, you can't teach your old dog new tricks. You got a lot of people that get older and they stuck in their ways. Um, I mean, I've been at the gym before, and I'm trying to help somebody correct their form. And I've been doing this for 45 years. You got it, you got it, OG. <laughs> so if you break, if you break your shoulder off, okay, cool. But you ain't, you know, you ain't young like you used to. Right. That 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 work may have worked 40 years ago, but today. You're getting older. Your body ain't the same. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just stuff like that. Yeah, it definitely can cripple you. Um, but I've, I've always kind of, I don't know, man, just like use it as motivation. It just, that was like something else that that just kept me going. Um, like I said, I, I don't know. It's just something about me being uncomfortable. For some reason, it's like, all right, now nah, nah, it's time to perform. You know, like first game on varsity playing football. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But you know, I had to get out there, and it's either you either earn your play time or you're not going to play. You know, your friends going to be looking at you crazy. Your jersey's still going to be clean when you turn it in. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm you're going to see me. I'm going to do something. Somebody getting hit some, is something. So, yeah, just going out there and, and steady, um, steady proving yourself. And like Smooth said, you, you got to get outside your comfort zone, man. Um, you got to do something different. You got to take risks. You got to take L's. That's just – what it is, because how, how will you learn if you never take no L's? You got to learn how to go back to the drawing board, come back with a better blueprint, and try to execute that plan. And the more the more L's you take, like the more you can grow and learn, because you know everything that don't work. So now you have a better process of what does work. Mm. So I'll tell you what else, too. I'll hit it, from a, hit it from a relationship perspective. I think you know, a lot of times when you grow up in – you know, chaotic households in terms of the relationship that you've seen or maybe a relationship that was close to you. It'll cause you to develop callus and develop armor to where when I get out, you know, it kind of decreases your belief in relationships, for one. Mm-hmm. I don't trust nobody. I've seen my daddy cheating on my mama for 20 years. I don't trust no man. I've seen my mama talking crazy to my daddy. I ain't trying to get married. Why would I get married? And my mama got divorced, took half his money. I ain't trying to give up half my money or whatever the case may be. Or like the examples that you see around you, it builds on more around it. So like when you get outside and you actually run into somebody healthy, you will fumble the bag because you thinking that they what you done seen. Mm-hmm. Or you grew up in a household where expressing yourself in terms of love and endearment is not normal, right? So you develop armor, you develop callous to where, okay, I don't need that. I don't need gifts. I don't need words of affirmation. I don't need none of this. Right, but these things are absolutely necessary for your relationship to thrive. So when you leave the house, get into a healthy relationship, and your girl doing that or your man doing that, and that makes you uncomfortable, makes you shell up because you're not used to being told I love you. You're not being used to, you know, somebody speaking to you with words of endearment, somebody, like, creating a space for you to be vulnerable. Every time I was vulnerable in my household, I got my head bit off. Or if I was vulnerable in my neighborhood, I, I, was, I was looked at as a victim, a target. So the armor that I had to develop to to go to go through that, and that's especially prevalent in the black community, dog. Like in the black community, a lot of times, man, the the only thing that get respect is violence. Mm-hmm. That that's just what it is. So it's like a lot of times we'll like we'll be good dudes, solid dudes, but when you meet a dude for the first time, it's typically not that warm of an introduction. If y'all both come from that type of thing, because y'all trying to gauge each other out. Y'all trying to office. Right. I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, make it look like I'm no hoe or make it look like I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. So I'm going to stay, I'm going to stand back, watch him. Okay. And as he communicates and as I watch him move, it's like, okay, he, he cool. So then you kind of ease your way into the conversation and do what you got to do that way. But immediately, 
you see a threat. Because it's just like what Smooth said, like I'm growing up in this environment, I feel like everybody ought to get me. So I got a healthy dose of skepticism. And that could prevent you from possibly networking with a motherfucker that could put millions of dollars in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Or that can get you a you know decent job to elevate your whole situation. But because you so standoffish and because that was customary where I'm from for me to survive and I done developed the armor and the 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 habit and the callus to be able to just be super skeptical of everybody. Mm-hmm. That prevents me from networking like I should, and that prevents me from elevating as fast as I possibly could be. So it's it's so many different examples that could be used, but yeah, that you know that armor that you developed to get through that trauma and again, it might be it might have been perfectly fine for that environment you was in, but eventually you're gonna leave that environment, and a lot of that cannot help you. Now some foundational things can help you, just like Smooth said, talking to people, hustle, different things like that, finesse. A lot of that. Can, can help you from a foundational perspective. You may have to switch the ways you do it, mm-hmm. but from a foundational perspective, that can help you. But a lot of the toxic stuff that be necessary, especially in our environments, <clears throat> will cripple you at the next stage in your life. Or you'll never reach the potential that you could possibly reach because you're still holding on to that and trying to keep it real and trying not to change up and trying not... Nah, you got to open yourself up, man. Every stage that you get into is a new opportunity to learn. You go in there with both ears open, both eyes open, watching everything, learning the customs, learning all this. But a lot of people don't do that. They be so stuck in their ways. They're like, man, I ain't got time for all this little corporate fancy shit, man. I don't do none of this. But it's the person who goes in there uncomfortable and like, fuck it, I'm going to figure it out. Go in there introducing itself, talking to people. Boom, boom, boom. Now, you done met somebody that can put you in a, in a totally different position. You was making 50000 when you walk in that room. This dude knows somebody that, that this spot that can get you in there for 120 110 just because he likes your conversation. Facts. Because that's how corporate life works. Everything is relationships. You could be the most skilled motherfucker in the world, but if you are standoffish mm-hmm. or if you are, you know, unpleasant to be around, you won't elevate as fast as somebody would have for your skills, but they got social skills. Mm-hmm. They can get in that room, make people laugh. They can get in that room, talk to people, look them in the eyes, great conversation. Every time I talk to him, he says something profound. Man, let me see about, let me see what I can do for him. Man, what, 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 what industry are you in? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really? Okay, I know a guy. I know. Okay, look, man, here, here's a guy, Dan. Tell him Tom sent you. Mm-hmm. Whole play that you would have missed out on if you were, you know, stuck in that comfort zone. Man, I ain't about to. Man, I don't know these people. Man, I ain't going here for doing all this. Hold the wall, right? Because <laughs> I don't want to look like no hoe. <laughs> so really, like that's how it Kept can your hinder family you. In poverty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because of pride and some shit that worked when you were 16 years old. You know, but again, I mean, we laughing, but it's sad because it's a lot of dudes that are actually skilled. Like we all just right off the top of our head can think of two or three dudes who could be in the position we in or better. Mm-hmm. If they just was able to get out of that bullshit that mm-hmm. was necessary for us to thrive back then. But they fact. just refused to do it. That's a fact. So... Yeah, I agree. Look, they got one thing I want to speak on, man. I was, I ain't going to say where I was at. I ain't going to say where I was at. But I was at some function, some place, and there was a bunch of married people here, mm-hmm. right? So y'all know I be watching people. Mm-hmm. All these people that walked in, bro, with their wife, bro, their wife walked behind them, mm-hmm. and they came in with their head down, like, like head to the floor, and just it looked like they was following their man's footsteps to wherever they was going. Right. I don't believe that's right. 
I don't believe that's right. Love if right. I have my wife with me, you need to look just as powerful as mm. I look. That's mm. a fact. You get what I'm saying? So if I'm walking in here with my head high, ready to speak, got my shit on, I need you to have that shit on. Because everybody in here need to know who, who she's stepping with. Mm -hmm. And if you if you is going to try something, you need to know how I'm stepping and what this look like to compete over here. Mm. You get what I'm saying? But with your woman with her head down, bro, bro, I'm telling you, bro, all it takes is a, a, a witty cat in there <laughs> to just give her that confidence and she gone. And she gone, bro. You understand? I'm talking every one of the women came in there like this. Literally with their head down. Mm -mm. I ain't see one. Come, I lie, I lie. The first one came in there, you understand me, with her head up. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, kissing babies and all that. Mm -hmm. her, her, her man came in there kissing babies. But everybody else, bro, it was like 10 couples came in there. Head down. Only the dude speaking. Or the dude standoffish, <clears throat> you understand, because he new to the shit. You get what I'm saying? And I just was like, I know my wife don't look like this. Yeah. You understand me? Hell nah. Mm, so for up. all y'all that's married, man, if your energy ain't the same as your man energy, in my opinion, you're not being led the right way. Or you're not receiving being led the right way. So y'all need to get that together. Because people see that. I'm a people watching. I'm married. So just imagine what the dog's doing. Mm -hmm. For all my dogs, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's another topic we can get into. Yeah, I mean that's the that's just man, like your woman is a direct reflection of you, man. Direct. Like how she moves, how she carry herself, the confidence, does she walk with her head up? Is she, you know, comfortable being herself? Can she hold her own in a room full of wolves with you and things of that nature? Like that speaks directly to your leadership. That means that I done empowered this woman enough to where it don't matter the environment. She gonna be comfortable, one, and she gonna represent me in the in the highest fashion possible. Period. No matter if we arguing, no matter, you understand me, whatever, we got to show up to this function. She know what it is. I know what it is. Because the wild part is what a lot of people don't realize is that your wife could put you on a lot of plays that you may not even be able to put yourself on. But again, it takes for her to be empowered. It takes for her to be confident. If you spoon feeding her and trying to keep her in the background, mm -hmm. she ain't going to know how to navigate them rooms. Mm -mm. She ain't going to know how to, you know what I'm saying, spot certain opportunities. Hey, baby, you might want to go look over there. Oh, boy, over there. They talking about some stuff that you might, you know, that's got something to do with your industry. You might want to tap in. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Just little intel like that. Again, we talk about counsel all the time. Your woman's counsel is of the utmost importance to you. And if she can't give you counsel, you with the wrong woman for one, or your leadership is horrible for two because you have not empowered her enough <laughs> to speak the way she needs to speak. Mm. A lot of men don't even know how to use their woman like that. Mm. Damn. Come on. Too jealous. Just, Come on. Too jealous. Too jealous. Come on. Don't, don't want her to feel like she's standing right there with you. Mm -hmm. she, they want her to feel like, oh, you always in the back of Yeah, me. they want them underneath. You get what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of y'all be losing, bro. You only at the peak of y'all power, bro, as a man, when both you and your spouse is handling y'all business at the top of y'all game. And there's no tension there. There's no ego there. It's we driving this for our name, whatever your last name is. We driving this for the dumb boy legacy. So whatever it takes to do that, we on top of that. Right. You understand me? So what you went got to play? 
shit, a month from now, a year from now, two years from now, I may be the one to go get the play. Right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But the end result was we put it on the table and everybody ate. Right. But a lot of y'all don't allow y'all women to even do that and you miss out on things. You miss out, bro. Because if we're going to keep it a bean, dog, when you up in life, bro, it's a lot of wolves up here. Oh. You get what I'm saying? And wolves got their own packs. They don't let new wolves in there without that signal in. And your wife could be the signal to get you through the gates to where you need to go. Not saying that you need to stay there, mm-hmm. but that may be the bridge to your next hustle. Right. You understand me? That may be the next level to whatever whatever business or whatever job that you got going on. Or for your wife to bring the play in, bro. Like, you got to learn how to utilize this person next to you, bro, and not treat them like they number two or, oh, no, that's just my wife. <laughs> just right. my wife. That's you crazy. You get what I'm saying? Cause that's once you, crazy. I'm that's you, the sentiment. But once so, you start building in that and y'all around other people like y'all, and she get cause your wife ain't blind now. She see other women being in power. She gonna start looking at your ass, mm-hmm. and she gonna grow resentment. Yep. You know, and she ain't wrong in that because you're not doing what you were supposed to do. You're not utilizing her to her full potential, and you wasting her time. You know what it stands from? It's fear. A lot of men fear that you know if I empower my woman too much, she might leave me. So I want to keep her down here. I, I want to. I don't want to get her confidence too high. You know what I'm saying? I want to keep her down here. I want to keep her to the point to where she need me. I'm a spoon feeder enough to survive, but not enough to go out there and be able to thrive on your own mm. because they fear she won't come back home. And I think that speaks to your confidence level. That, and that speaks to your decision-making with your woman. She True. wasn't meant for you regardless. True. True. So, you know, again, there's so many women walking around here that's just super insecure. That's just like, uh, you know, stuck to their man. You see what I'm saying? Because they don't have a choice. He done set it up that way. He done set the infrastructure up that way based on his confidence level. Because a, brand, a man that's confident in, in himself, man, <laughs> I don't fear nobody taking my woman, man. I'm a, I want her to go out there and thrive. I want her to do her thing at the highest fashion possible. I'm going to create a space for that to happen. I'm going to support it. I'm going I'm to enable it. Because, again, just like Smooth said, when you win, we win. Mm-hmm. When I win, we win. But instead, if you go in there trying to count tally, trying to compete with your woman, moving based off fear, the relationship ain't going to make it. She, she may stay there for a little minute, but eventually mm-hmm. she's going to start analyzing the situation like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm a child. And That's what she's going to say. Damn, I'm, I'm child mm-hmm. number four. Yeah. But on top of all that stuff, too, make sure that you're giving your wife the attention that she needs as well. Yeah. yeah. Because... All it takes, like I said, just that one man that's a little witty. That go, that go hand in hand, he, bro. He, he a little handsome. It ain't going to take much to, to to woo that woman and take her away from you. He got more money so than you. You're going to have to step your shit up, bro. And you know what's more important than anything in terms of the feature that other man can bring? He can teach us something. Y'all damn me. Y'all damn me. It's a lot. It's a lot of niggas out here that can't teach their old lady a damn Thing. Damn, but claim to be leaders, so and be nah. mad when she dip and go with him, right? Because <laughs> that man wasn't scared to put on game. Now, hey, baby, this how I set the play up. This how I did that. This how I did this. And hey, you know what's even worse? When she do leave, he fall off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, 
Yeah. Sure. He fall right. all the way off. Mm-hmm. So now you lost two things. You lost your wife and your livelihood. That's a goddamn shame. Congrats. You know what I mean? played yourself. You, yourself. <laughs> you threw yourself into poverty. How does it feel to be a failure to your blood? Damn. That you started. That's some wild shit. <laughs> but that's that goes real. back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. With you having the hand on the steering wheel, right. baby. That's you real. you got you didn't got it that shit to, to a mountain. <laughs> 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 get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's real, man. On that note, we gonna go in on get in that vice column. Now she gotta be ashamed of saying you her baby daddy. <laughs> uh, it's cold. <laughs> Damn. Hey, that's the situation for a lot of niggas too, man. That's messed up. But that's real rap. Um, all right, first one is from oh, she she bold with it. Ashley, Patreon. Get her forehand clap. All right, she says, Hey crew, my name is Ashley. No need to be anonymous. I just have a quick question for you all. I'm a black woman, age 34, who has been with a white man, age 31, for six years. We have two kids. One is mine and my ex's, and the other is ours together. They are seven and... Okay, I don't know about that one. One's... One-sy. One-ish. I don't know. For seven and... I don't know. Maybe she's trying to type 11, I guess. I don't know. But when we met, I was still married and working through the divorce. After three years, I finally got a divorce, and we've been engaged for five years. He proposed before I was divorced. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on interracial relationships, one. Uh, I haven't heard much discussion about it on here, and I've been listening backwards and currently on episode 60. Love to hear your thoughts. I've dated black men as well. My son's father is Mexican. Thank you in advance. You all have helped me in my relationship and how to be a better partner to my soon-to-be husband. So what are your thoughts on interracial relationships? (laughs) I'm not laughing at the interracial relationship. Part. Definitely being engaged for five years. I'm, I'm laughing at she got engaged while she was still married. Yeah, yeah. Process of the divorce. Mm-hmm. Process lasted me? three years. And they've been together five years. So mm-hmm. that means hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. She been the marriage. She been engaged two five. years into the marriage. No, no. She was. No, she been engaged for five years. It yeah. took three years to get the divorce. So that means they've been talking for maybe a year, a little bit over a year. They had to be. Yeah. So before, that. before he before that. engaged. Right. So at least so like six, seven. That means she, she said was, six years. They've been together six years. But they, they've been engaged for five. They've been engaged for five and it took her three years to get a divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. So they've been engaged longer than she got a divorce. Yeah. Well when when he met her, they was in the process of the divorce. So from what I'm what I'm gauging is that he probably met her probably on year one. Of the divorce, they was together for for a year. It take three years to get divorced. It depend on the scenario and the assets, man. Everybody I don't know what, it, what state different. they living in. Everybody's mm-hmm. situation different. Hey, man, I don't know. Seems a little shaky, baby. Understand <laughs> <laughs> me? But we gonna let you get away with that scandalous. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you love who you love, man. Yeah. You love who you yep. love. Now, nah, my y'all know me, man. I'm I'm for my black folk. I would I would rather you. Be with a brother But you love who you love Man I ain't gonna knock you for that I ain't gonna talk down on you for that And anybody that's doing that You need to cut them off You get what I'm saying Anybody that treats your, your kid different for that Especially with your family Because you gotta realize You and your you, Your family His family intertwines now Right 
So any 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 line of, you know what I'm saying, me treating the kid out of place, treating you out of place or treating him out of place, that need to be dead at unforgiving things. You get what I'm saying? So that's what you need to stand on, in my opinion, because the first time you let somebody play with you, everybody that knows them going to play with you like that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And then it's going to be a big circus that you can't turn off unless you got to cut off your whole people. So, yeah, but you love who you love, though, man. It ain't no, it ain't no problem. As long as they treating you right and you getting everything you need and it's healthy, hey, go ahead. Who, who am I to say you can't love this person? Yeah, I oh. agree. I'm with smooth a thousand percent. I mean, shit. Do I have a preference? Of course. Come on. However, it's it's gonna be whoever makes me happy. You know that that's how I've always been since day one. I mean, I've had all types of girlfriends. Going through middle school, high school, people I've, you know, um, entertained, talked to, tried to get to know. I mean, all all different types of races. Just to kind of see, like, their mindset, the background, and things like that. But it's just, I don't know, just something about being with somebody that's more familiar with with my life. Right. And the things that I've gone through, the things that um, things that I will go through, things that I have gone through, just mm-hmm. to hold understanding. I mean, just the... The foundation, just background, just everything. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just so many things that you know. People that who who don't date within your race, they don't. They would never understand. Like I, I wouldn't understand what Hispanics go through. I wouldn't understand what uh, Vietnamese or Asians go through. Like none of that. So you know, everybody kind of had their own thing. I just have my personal preference. Yeah, date who you want to date. I love it. I love to see it. You know, because that person makes you happy. That person brings out something different in you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, opposites can attract. You know, so it, it's dope to to see people in different cultures come together. Like it's dope seeing how people have different type of mashups, weddings mm-hmm. from two totally different cultures. Yeah, like yeah, that'd be super that. dope. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I love it, man. I love it. It's just you know not what I just chose to do. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm all with it as long as that person making you happy. Then do your thing. I agree, man. I think you know nobody in that relationship but y'all. That's just the reality of it. So I mean, what other people got to say about it is irrelevant. Um, does that person make you happy? Because you got to wake up to them for the next thirty years, and if you're good with that, do your thing. You know, I don't, I don't really have an issue with interracial relationships. I understand the fact that you know people are gonna fall for who they fall for, and I think proximity plays a, a, a big role in that. Um, I, you know, we didn't spoke on it before about you know it's a lot of black dudes that catch heat for dating outside their race, but I mean if that man grew up in an environment where it was mostly white folks, what proximity. Plays a role Or he grew up in an environment To where the black women Didn't want him yep. Right yep. Proximity Plays a role So you know These things happen And um, you know You're going you're gonna to gravitate To people that you're familiar with People that's you know Familiar within your environment So yeah I mean It's, it's going to happen But at the yeah. end of the day Who you choose Is your decision man I don't, I don't give a damn I don't, I don't have a hard stance On that um, But you know Again I just want to reiterate Uh Turn down outside noise. Mm-hmm. They not in your scenario. They not in your situation, man. Mm-hmm. And do not bring them into it. Mm-hmm. Just really quick, I want to share something personal, really quick. But mm-hmm. when I was younger, especially like elementary, middle school, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, that's why like some of the stuff that some of these guys be talking about, I understand. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you can still overcome all that. When they saying like black women do this, black women do that, how they mean. And when I was coming up, that's that's what girls did. Like. Especially black girls, they want to pick on you, they want to fight, they being mean to you. But as you get older, you understand that they liked you. That's why they were doing some of that stuff. So I'm thinking the whole time they didn't like me. 
while I got the Hispanic girl or the girl that's from Honduras. She mm-hmm. nice to me. She's sweet on me. She treat me, you know, nice and, and you know, wanting to hold my hand and just anything from up front. Mm-hmm. But I had to kind of earn it, you know, as a kid with, with my, my black woman. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just cultures and how people was raised. And like you said, per- proximity. Like, this the person that was giving me attention. This the person that was showing me that they was interested. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go play over here. So... That's just how it go, man. But uh, but yeah, man. Wish y'all the best, man. Hope y'all, you know, go ahead on get married, man. If y'all planning on doing that thing, and wish y'all the best. Press to all parties involved. We're gonna move on to the next one, man. It's from Emmanuel Patreon. All right, my boy, say what up, crew. My name is Emmanuel. I'm 26 years old, out of the Triple D. All right, D time. All right. Uh, I need some advice from you fellas. The past weekend, I had a lady friend from college come and kick it with me. A little backstory. Me and this woman was a thing back in college, but she had a boyfriend back home. The goofy nigga, I thought she was going to leave her boyfriend for me. Well, that didn't happen. When I graduated, we just decided to end what we had on good terms. Fast forward four years later, she's single and looked good as fuck. When she was out here, we talked about possibly rekindling a relationship between us. My question to you fellas is, should I take this woman back after kicking me to the curve... Or just keep her as a flame. If y'all answer is yes, how long should I wait before I pursue? We haven't talked since she was out here one week ago. Uh, some more key info. I really do like this girl. She's still in college in Louisiana, in grad school. Uh, closing words. I really like what you guys got going. I always think back to, you know, laughter adding years to my life. Let's just say I've added 10 plus just from crew season alone. Keep dropping the bangers. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, we're about to add 10 more to you. Leave it alone. <laughs> 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 Yo, leave that long. Leave that long, bro. You understand me? She ain't think enough of you. Do you understand me to choose you over the dude that she had back home? She basically they both was cheating on each other. <laughs> you understand me? And she was like, Nah, I'm gonna go back home and see what's going on with him. You understand me? And you grew to be a, a, a seem like a you know what I'm saying intelligent young fella. Got your shit together. You understand me? She see that now. She see she made the wrong decision. Make her stand on that. Mm. Ain't no coming back. Take that review off your fucking car, man. Once somebody go in the review of their own volition, because she left you. She did it by herself. You didn't put her there. She said, look, I'm done with your ass. <laughs> see, it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's hard to just jump to that conclusion because their relationship started on bullshit. Yes. Yeah, it was on some bullshit. Yes. She had a man. Yes. She was in she an active relationship. Still got a man. Still got. No, they broke up. She's single now. She's single now. She didn't speak to him for a whole week. Am I lying? If you single and you and you were talking to a girl that you previously knew. And y'all trying to rekindle. And you we, talking to that person. We, we, we back we back on consistency. She t- still talks to said person. Or she somebody. talking to or somebody. somebody that she's entertaining or she lived with something, bro. Oh, yeah. with seven days? Yeah. Yeah, I did not seven think about days. that. Yeah, yeah. Eight, 80, what, 82 hours, 84 hours, something like that? I don't give a damn what you majored in grad school, goddamn it. You got some time within a whole week. You understand me? I don't, I don't get nothing out of you the whole week. Yeah, I agree. Nah, bro. Agree. Nah, bro. She still got somebody she talking to. You doing good in life. You get what I'm saying? And she feel like she 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 possibly can get you on board to lead her. To, fuck all that. That's dead, bro. 
And Keep her as bad. a fling If you can hit that ass again Cause she trying to use you So now you at the sleaze You gotta do what you gotta do You understand me And I, I need to see you First First row in class On Wednesday mm. with, with the report Yeah Straight up You miss it Right in the center <laughs> Yeah no, nah, I agree I think analyzing all of that Taking all that into account I think she just You know got back home Cause that's what happened A lot of times You get back from college You get back to the crib Alright let me hit up Who I was messing mm-hmm. with Or whatever And you know check, Oh he's still check, single? Kick the tires Or whatever You know let's, oh, let's He's successful out here? Yeah So they done linked up Smashed again The smash going good And you know a lot of times When you be smashing Sometimes you be saying shit That you don't mean mm-hmm. It just sound good In the moment Man why don't we Whatever happened to us Man mm-hmm. oh, We need to just rekindle this blah, 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 blah. And then they leave And go back to college And you don't hear from them Ooh. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think she in a space. Uh, well, one, I don't think she values you that highly, or exactly. definitely as highly as you value her. And for two, I don't think she in a space to maintain no relationship, because for one, y'all in two totally different cities now. She in grad school doing a thing, and you where you at? So long distance alone, you you know my view on it. If you've been watching this part, hell no. Nah. So that's one strike. Two strikes is she done finessed you twice. She done got you all riled up, got you involved because she knows. That you like her a lot. They really know that. Got you riled up. Got you, you know, saying all the right things. Got you ready to jump out the window for holding you on that puppet string. Mm, And mm, then when mm. you get too close, pull that motherfucker right back up again. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, nah. If it was me, I'm keeping that a fling. I ain't going to stop hitting. Never. Never. I'm stop hitting. Free ass. That's free ass right right there. That's for sure. She might be skilled. You understand me? You ain't got to take her out. She know what it is. I'm leaving that alone today. 26? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 26, I'm entertaining that. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm entertaining. I think it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, though. I may leave that alone because for him, he like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's dangerous that's for him, That's going to taint his mind. Nah, nah, leave that alone, bro. She playing you, bro. Leave that alone. But what if she's super skilled? Hey. You got to hit at least twice. Sometimes you got to <laughs> let go of your best. You got to let go of your best player sometimes. Damn. To <laughs> come can't afford you on the roster. Say, <laughs> 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 the cap. A wise man from Houston by the name of Mike Jones used to say, mm. back then they didn't want me, but now I'm hot. They all know me. Yeah, you, you said that. Well, look, man, prayers to all parties involved, big dog. We uh, you know, we praying you can find you find you a new eater. Somewhere really close <laughs> With the same skill level You see what I'm saying me That's the problem Hold on real quick Uh-oh. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> That's the issue right there And I understand it But then I don't Because When you've had a few mm-hmm. You understand It's not too many That's just Superior yeah. Like for the most part yeah. They all gonna be Around the same range Yeah So unless you just Tip top tier Talent yeah, you got to let that go, dog. Because yeah. you in love, bro. You in yeah, love. Yeah, you can't be in love with the box and her personality And she bring tangible mm. shit. She going to grad school. She going to have some She gonna have some shit that, yeah. that can progress your life. She worried about school. Yes. She worried about getting her stuff in order. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, she ain't worried. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think so, bro. I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. She, she one-track minded. Yeah, mm. and she might be a headache. She might and she might can't take guidance because you got to realize she's gonna come out yeah. being a powerful woman yeah. or whatever she do. You just right. you just a good time. You just yeah. uh, re, a quick rekindle, you know. But yeah, don't get lost in tough. those souls, baby. That's tough, baby. 
We praying for you, baby. We're going uh, to go move on to the next one. It's from Naya, Patreon. Come on, Naya. All right, she said, what up, cool season? What advice would you give to someone who is afraid of dating? I literally literally come up with an excuse. Well, no, I literally come up with every excuse in the book as to why I shouldn't date. For mm. example, I'm a full-time grad school student. And I take heed to my boy Trill on not dating if you're not financially stable. Plus, I don't mind sharing this fact. But every time I think I meet a good average guy, he states, quote unquote, he's not ready for a relationship or, quote unquote, he's not ready for a woman like me. Mm. Okay. But the guy will turn around and hop into something else, but still want me as a friend. Now you don't play that. (laughs) That's real. Plus, how do you get comfortable talking to multiple people while dating? Because I've never been the type to talk to multiple people at one time. It always made me feel guilty for some reason. Mm -mm. I'm 28, no kids, and the main focus has been school and work. Plus, I'm starting to feel bad because I feel my biological clock is ticking. And I'm not trying to mess up anything because my clock is ticking loud. Also, I get told by multiple guys and even my guy friends that I'm a whole unicorn. I guess it's not easy being different in today's world of dating. Smooth, please teach me the ways of sleazeball university. No, I can't. Say, Otis, let me know if I'm doing the right thing by taking my time and staying hidden when it comes to dating at the age of 28. As always, thank you all so much for all that you do. And please feel free to share your experiences on how you all overcame your fears of dating, if y'all even had any fears. You all are much appreciated. (laughs) <laughs> She's singing Kenny <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> She said P.S. Kenny I'm thinking about Putting that on the shirt <laughs> so, so yeah So she asking Like you know She she fears dating She she want no parts of it You know she, mm-hmm. Especially dating Multiple people What's y'all advice on that How do you get over that fear And is it wise To date multiple people Well you need to find out What you like And what you don't like So you're gonna have to date some people. Mm -hmm. You got to date some different people to see what you like and what you don't like, the leadership style you would like and all that. Hell, in that, you may find your husband. Mm. But you're gonna have to get out here. You don't wanna get out here and then take the first pretend good shit that you see. Mm -hmm. Because everybody puts on the show when you first meet somebody. Everybody. You get what I'm saying? So you don't want to fall for the for the okie doke and then you get with a man and now you stuck. He hindering you. He's slowing your process down. Because obviously, you, you grad school, you want to be a powerful woman. You want to go get money and all these type of things. You want to get things for yourself. The wrong man can hinder that for you. Facts. You get what I'm saying? So you need to you need to start dating. And I'm I'm not saying go have sex with motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like healthy dating, conversation, goals, Nego- non-negotiables You get what I'm saying Like like What they see they self What do they wh- wh- What are they willing to give To be in a relationship Hell when I, when I started my shit I, When I first met my wife I told her I wasn't ready For no relationship mm. Look, I'm 11 years deep In this shit Well in marriage 13 years deep With my wife But when I first met her I was like Shit girl You see that You see that now Top over there Shit flaming huh <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready Right, but we're having conversations with my wife and seeing what she valued, seeing what her headspace was. You know, what I'm saying I knew eventually she would be ready to yield that power to me. Mm. I knew that she was she eventually would take my will and this shit and and get it rolling how I wanted to be rolled out. You get what I'm saying? So that's how I knew I was ready for this shit. I didn't know how all this shit was gonna unfold, but I knew I was doing it with the right person. Right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You don't want to know how this shit going to unfold, but you want to know you're doing it with the right person for better or worse. 
You get what I'm saying? So that that's that's the thing I would give to you about this shit, man. Don't be afraid of it. And you're not gonna make the right decision. You, you you're not gonna make the right decision all the time with people that you talk to and give your time to. Some people are gonna be wasted space, but that is needed. It is needed to get out the fluff. So start dating. You understand? Know Entertaining these people and seeing what these niggas lying about. <laughs> <laughs> How did what what changed your mind, Smooth? Because I said the exact same thing, and here I am getting married this week. Mm. So. Like the, what? What changed your mind throughout that process? So for me, I seen we were similar. You get what I'm saying? Like her mom, like we almost like all the way similar. Like her mom's had five kids. My mom had four. My mom was a bus driver. Her mom was a bus driver for for years and years. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Now where we differed, you get like her mom was a single parent. My mom always had a bum ass nigga there, but it was like she was a single parent. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually had five kids there, but he we was four, and there was another nigga there though. <laughs> 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 so, I, <laughs> oh my god! But that's true, man. Right? I know it's funny, but that's true. I swear to God, I swear to God, it's true. So, in that though, you understand me? Like with me talking with her and shit, because you know, like I pay attention. I'm looking at my wife at the time, my girlfriend. Well, not even my girlfriend, but, you know, the girl I'm kicking it with, the girl I'm, I'm really, like, building with. Because mm-hmm. in that time, bro, if you're building somebody like that deep, deep bro, eventually they're going to become your girlfriend. That's how the shit going to work. But I'm paying attention to what she got on and what she telling me. Like, my wife got on all the shit I ever wanted as a child. The mm-hmm. J's, the, you know what I'm saying, me got the bang in the car and shit, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> going crazy. Her mama bought her all this shit. Mm-hmm. She never had to, like, go work to go do shit. Like, her mama made a way for all of them to have. Mm-hmm. Her mama bought a car for all that. I never had none of that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn. How was your mama able to do that? But before I found out her mama was a bus driver, I was like, damn, your mama must be a doctor. <laughs> right, right, right. Five kids, you understand me? She bought all y'all cars, goddamn, all y'all cell phone bills, paid all y'all insurance for gas and y'all shit. All y'all had to do was just worry about school, bro. Bro, what your mama sell drugs or she, or she a doctor or something? <laughs> right. You understand me? It was either that. And when she said her mama was a bus driver... I, I just was I, I was I was I was baffled. Ain't no way. Ain't no motherfucking no way. Boy. I could live like that though. Exactly. Hey, my mama bus driver. We got we got one less kid. Really, we got we got five kids. But right. you know, but you know, I'm like, all right. So from that lens though, when I was young, when in that, I looked at it from like, all right, we are very similar. So my wife loved Wayne. Y'all know that. And Jeezy, mm-hmm. of course, me. I love Wayne mm-hmm. and Jeezy mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, so we have them like like how we view. Only thing we didn't agree on for real was having the kids. You wanted five kids. I was like, ah, two, maybe three, mm-hmm. just depending on how it falls. Two girls, then we can try. Two boys, we can try. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it didn't unfold like that, but that's what that was the agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But after that, man, it just it, it it just fell in motion, man. Like we was just so similar. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like with the hustle my wife had, like with. With the calm demeanor my wife had, like my wife is the only calm sister out of all of them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Me, I'm the only cow, the only calm child out of all. I'm different from my siblings. Same thing with my wife; she's different from my siblings. You get what I'm saying? Still to this day, I'm the only one married out of my siblings. My wife is the only one married out of her siblings. You get what I'm saying? So we have a lot of similarities that we experience together with this shit, but we also seen it parallel together. And we got to have them conversations, though, in that. So that that's when it changed my mind. Like, if I let this girl walk out, I, I won't. I won't have another. I won't find another girl this similar to my life. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So that got to let her know, like, she understand. But the only thing she didn't understand was, because, you know, with her mom, and you know, they big family oriented. Mm-hmm. So they did everything together. My family not like that. We didn't do nothing together. We didn't do Christmases. So we ain't, you know what I'm saying? At my last Christmas, because I was 12, I got a mongoose bike, goddamn me. Uh, uh, shit, school clothes, I was buying them for myself at 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, at like, like the great things that I thought that my mom should have did, her mom was doing. Mm-hmm. And then with me explaining this to her, she was like, damn, it, you, like, you, you grew up totally different. You know what I'm saying? Even though the, the situation was the same, but the actual production of it all was different. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that that's when I decided, like, yeah, this, this is it. I won't meet no one like this ever in life. What's the yeah. chance of you meeting your polar opposite? Right. And marrying them? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I, got, I got a real, yeah, mine is, mine is, like, real similar. We, so I'm the oldest of five. She's the oldest of five. Mm-hmm. Um, our birthdays, seven days apart. Mm. Um. Both had like tragic deaths in our family. Um, it, it was so many just different similar, similarities that you know we had. Just like you saying, it just it made so many things just easy. Mm-hmm. And the fact, but the fact that she was distance, long distance, and I was still willing to make it work. Like I think that really spoke volumes because again, that's hell. That's a hell no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even questioning it. We may text here and there. I may go. I may go see you one time, but shh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's all. But I was like, like committed early. And at first, um, like I said, I, I told her I wasn't ready. And but it was because I knew what I would have to have to carry the ship. Right. And I just didn't feel that mentally, financially, none of that. I just wasn't all the way prepared. But you know, it was her. You know, just constantly being there, us having deep conversations. And just me seeing her hustle and her grind, like that was that was really dope to see. And like I said before, just her being a mother, watching her in that role, like that was super dope. And one thing about her, she is like she is super resourceful. Right. I mean, but right before she moved down here, she she got a nice job, real nice job. And but decided that she don't want to move down here. So she was only at work. It wasn't even three weeks. And she had to put in the two, uh, you know, her notice and say, I'm, you know, I'm I'm headed to Houston. And just in that process, she found another job to work from home. And still, it was just enough. It wasn't what she was making, but it was, you know, it was enough to keep us, you know, cool yeah, for now. Water, and then, um, then like, shortly after that, you know, she was just ready for the next one. Like, you know, all right, we settled in now, everything in the house, da, da, da. I, I need me something, like, for real now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it didn't take long either. Hey, baby, I got to interview them. I'm like, God, man. She just, you know, when we chilling sometimes watching TV, she pulled up to about start applying for jobs. Can't stop a hustle. I'm like, damn. You can't stop that a hustle. That shit, nigga. I'm just like, I am just amazed, at, you know, at, at just her work ethic and just the time that she, you know, be putting into stuff. So that really, like, got us in early. Oh, this woman over there out hustling and him. She's low key. <laughs> and, and on top of that, you made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, damn. Bitch ass. You say on top of that, she was, uh, I'm about to say it was something in the beginning. That's how I will come back to it. Okay. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah, no, I think the, the she like, threw her ass up. Oh, I know. My bad. Go ahead. So, go ahead. what the thing turned me on because, so when I told her that I was going to um, distance, not distance myself, but I wasn't fully ready for a relationship, she was like, cool. She kind of pulled back, which I respected. I can't do nothing but respect that. Mm. But she still answered the phone when I called, you know, stuff like that. But she did kind of pull back some. But then I started, you know, training her for a little bit. 
And so just seeing that, that's, that was another side of her, just a work ethic, like getting up early in the morning with me and she, you know, doing what I tell her to do. Hey, if you do these workouts, we're going to be good. Make sure you're at home eating this, this, this. Like, you know, don't don't stretch yourself too much about all these calories and stuff like that. Just this is what you should be having. And we kind of just breaking down a little bit. And then bit by bit, you just see it. Then the confidence just growing and growing and growing. And so it was just a dope process to, you know, be a part of. And, you know, we still talk about that to this day a lot of times. And that that's what it's about. I just like the I just like her just that ambition that she have, that drive. Um, she don't like taking no for answer. She's gonna try to find a way to to get to her end goal. So that's why. Yeah, I mean, I think the common theme of what they're saying is, is just lack of fear, man. You know, both of them had to overcome some, you know, fears going into the relationship or what might could be or me not being ready or us not being in a position to drive in a relationship the way we could be, man, but they did it anyway. So I think to answer your question, you got to do it anyway. But I think a lot of times the fear comes from lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people be going into dating without no rubric in terms of, like, what, I, what I'm demanding from people. We call it non-negotiables, right, things that I'm – Willing to deal with and things that are just out of the question. If somebody flashes, this quality is over. Like that type of non-negotiable. So when you go into dating that unprepared, of course you're going to be scared because you don't necessarily know what to look for. And the people that you're dating is going to dictate what your interests are instead Mm -hmm. of you going into it super prepared. Like, okay, do they check that box? No. Okay, they out of there. That one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll move forward with this. I'll entertain that. But if you don't go in with a rubric, you just flying by the seat of your pants. So that probably has a lot to do with your fear. Also, you don't have a lot of dating experience because you've been so locked in on school. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You see what I'm saying? Um, and the irony is you're probably going to end up being with somebody who's on a similar path that you're on as far as school because y'all going to be able to understand each other a lot better. And they're probably not going to have as much experience as you got. I mean, uh, yeah, y'all going to have about the same experience level is, is what I'm saying. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with taking your time. But hiding... Like you said, Mm-mm. no, that's not gonna you know that that's not gonna be conducive to you finding a relationship. Ain't no good man gonna come just knock on your door. It don't right. it don't work like that. So you got to put yourself in environments to where you can run into the type of man that you want. But that mm-hmm. comes with knowing what type of man that you want. What type of interests does he have? What type of career does you know is he into? How available is he gonna be during the week? Or he gonna work nights? So he gonna be able to come home every day? Like, like these things is what I mean by developing that rubric. So now I know the type of man I want. Okay, let me figure out where this type of man hangs at. Is he at a cigar shop every week, or is he at the club? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying depending on what your what your interests are. But just learning what this man does, like what what is he into? He in the anime. Okay, he might be at a fucking anime convention. This is somebody I need to go. But like doing that due diligence, that's gonna help you be prepared and that's gonna help you be more confident. Now fear's gonna always be there. Mm-hmm. But it's just not gonna be as crazy as it is going in blind. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how you quell it and um, you know, again, man, you you gotta you, you gotta jump in that water, man. Yep. You can't keep putting your toe in there and expecting to know how to swim. It don't it don't work like that. You gotta dive in there, go through the bumps and bruises, and eventually you're gonna get better at it. Cause the shocks is weight. As far as talking to multiple people, I think I think you need that because with you being so so new to it and so kind of vanilla to everything, like you're not really gonna know when somebody's trying to finesse you, mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So you gotta have a few you can kind of compare to and contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, like also if you, if y'all just texting too, that ain't nobody that's serious. 
Like somebody that want to talk to you is going to be FaceTiming you. They're going to be calling you. They're going to have real conversations, not just what you're doing. Right. What you do. every, every two minutes, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing. That ain't no real conversation. Now, y'all going to be laughing, talking about all type of stuff, maybe putting you on game about something. Like that's the person that you want to try to invest in. But the I would say two, three, maybe even four, just a little light text at first, kind of see – you know, get a little interest, throw the little hook out there, and, and see what really grab. But definitely not just one. Definitely not. And right. you, you can hang. You ain't gotta have sex. You don't. You just hang out. They want to go to a coffee shop. You want to go work out. I mean, there's so many things you can do. So many things. So look, the last thing I'll give up before we end it is, hey, if if it mess with your soul, that's not the person for you. Don't go against that. Whatever that feeling is like, when you get that eerie feeling about a person, they could check off a lot of shit. But when you get that eerie gut feeling about a person and it's wrong, that is that is your non-negotiables telling you. Even if you don't know what that is yet, that is that is your non-negotiables telling you, you're not going to be able to put up with this. Get rid of said person. Don't go against that feeling. You understand me? Because you sound like somebody that's real focused and drive and you, and you want direction. So it sounds like you only want to be married once. Mm-hmm. You want to make the right decision in this shit. And anything that go against your gut feeling, your soul feeling, it's not going to be healthy for you. So please understand that part is very important for you because you don't have the experience. But your body and your soul is going to tell you, you understand me, what, what's, what's really real out here with you. Like what you like, what you mentally can accept from a man. You know what I'm saying? So, please remember that while you going out here and getting that experience. If it mess with your soul, did it? I agree. Well said, man. That has been another episode of Crew Season Five. Yes, Podcast. sir. Man, I appreciate everybody pulling up and kicking it with us. Down there, man. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back home, Lord. Good little break. Um. Again, man, y'all know we got another giveaway running. Two months worth of groceries, $2,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. Y'all should know how to apply by now. The, the video is going crazy, but the link should be working now. I've been reading comments and stuff saying, oh, the link not working or this ain't working. It should be working now, man. So make sure that y'all go apply. Like I said, y'all got to September 15th. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to announce the winner. So y'all make sure that y'all knocking all y'all tasks down and, uh, you know, applying, you know, appropriately so you can, you can get that money, man. It says, hey, but salute to Mo. Mo won uh, mm-hmm. last month with the uh, 2500 So, I mean, this was real. We ain't just saying things to say it, bro. So, salute to B-Box for making it happen. And, uh, yeah, so I, I look forward to, you know, who win, man. Y'all boys got anything before we get up out of here? Yep. I'm posting my registry if any of y'all want to bless your boy. Oh, yeah, my yeah, boy yeah. been married. So, uh, Friday, man. Saying, whatever you want to do. It could be $2. I don't care. It could be just a message. Oh, if you, hey, if, one, if somebody rich out here that watch you want to buy my boy a Bentley, mm. <laughs> bless his guy. Yeah, I might get remarried if I see that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how to renew the vows. <laughs> Damn. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 hell yeah. We're going to post a uh, registry. Registry going to be in the, in the description. On uh, YouTube. So oh, yeah, we had to do all that, but uh, shit, yeah. okay. Yeah, man, yeah. for sure. I mean, we got to, you know, there's people that, people that rock with you, man, that, that want to support you. So we're going to have a, the link to the registry. Yeah, there's still women out there that love you. I hope you cheat on your girl with them. Disappointed. <laughs> but they still love you. I know they're disappointed. I know they're disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to still get him. I still love y'all. I love y'all. Hell yeah. But, uh, but yeah, on that note, man, we're going to go on and get up out of here. Honor. Uh,
Uh, it's a record uh, just dropped, man. 38 Special Conway the Machine, Lloyd Banks. It's called Latex Gloves. Yeah, them, them, that shit hard. On that note, we gone. Several copies fall. Hating ain't gon' stop me, probably wish me body harm. Hand off to my dumb out, get his kamikaze on. He'll always be forks in the road, his Maserati's fall. Your rap careers ain't working out, a bunch of sloppy songs. Quiet storms and beautiful murders for Oxymar. We in the town as vehicles hounded in lobby swarms. They won't play, that's why we on. Every day your body's drawn. Duck the criminal, the one your baby mom has beyond. I had to move these blocks, meet me at the beauty shop. The one that's owned by my cutie wop. They got the booty shots, I ain't packing the Tuli Glock, absolutely not, stash box, case I get stopped by traffic duty cops, my last interaction, they was asking who we shot, gave them no reaction, so they acted truly shocked, this ain't a movie, I, I stack fruity rocks, it's diamonds and emeralds and rubies in my jewelry box, the cars that we got, show y'all all who we not. 1500 at the ball and Louis shots. Walking around your bitch crib in my drawers and Louis socks. Got me confused, dog. I thought who be stopped from upstate NY, a moody block. Play the gangster role and I make your movie stop. All hoes is birds. I'm with a bougie flock. I never let these groupie thoughts do me like Rudy Pops, nigga. 